0: Lindy's story and here um, she is when we first meet her. Lindy Seaton stood out from the crowd. If you met her just once you were unlikely to forget her. It was the intensity with which she seemed to relate to other people. Never wholly comfortable in front of a crowd, she came into her own one-on-one. She had the right questions at the right moments. It was a reflex, a way of coping with the awkwardness she always felt when she met someone for the first time. It was an apparent intimacy which Lindy did not intend and from which she would all too often have to extricate herself. Self-control had always seemed a strength to her but it invariably felt like a dowdy little virtue against the expansive mood that was her family's natural state. She'd spent so many years being the practical child, the one who injected a note of realism into every conversation, that she could no longer tell whether that was the way she was wired or whether it was merely a reaction to her family. What if she was always going to be the serious little girl, the one who wanted to be spontaneous and free, but who so often retreated into studied reliability? So once in South Africa, Lindy is reunited with her childhood friend, uh, Kahiso Rapabani. Now he's a charity worker helping small farmers in the east of the country. And together Lindy and Kahiso find themselves at the heart of this battle for the soul of the nation. The professional becomes deeply personal. They have just days to save themselves and the country they both love. Now, this breakdown in law and order is not what the clandestine cell of activists who began the campaign against land sales had wanted or envisaged. It was never meant to be like this. Sabotage, yes, propaganda, yes, all of that and more. But not this, not murder. This hideous mob violence was never part of the plan. It is the truth that the leader of the cell must confront. He needed the time and space to think, above all, to understand how an idea hatched in the edifying glow of idealism had been transmuted into this uncontrolled and ugly sequence of events, like the scientific perfection of nuclear fission turned into the hateful vengeance of Hiroshima. When they used to plan their sabotage, it was only ever one operation at a time. Success or failure was judged according to whether or not that particular mission was accomplished. He realised he'd never really stood back to look at the whole or to see how each act had set off its own chain reaction. It was like knowing the ingredients in a recipe but never understanding what happened in the mixing and the making. He never thought that some might want to reinvent the campaign to go freelance But his biggest miscalculation had been to underestimate the lengths to which those who stood to gain most from the sale of land to